0: Welcome to the Jazz Podcast Preview Show for Gabriel Lachin's new album. Without further ado, let's talk to the man himself. Gabriel Lachin, welcome to the Jazz Podcast.
1: Hi, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Thanks for coming to talk about your new album, Introducing Gabriel Lachin Trio. So, tell us about the name.
1: Well, I I thought I would kind of follow the the path set by many of my heroes with their first albums. Um, it's quite a common thing in the jazz world to have an introducing um, title for the album. Yeah. And uh, that was the thinking behind it, introducing Johnny Griffin, even is even introducing Brad Melda, I think is a great one. Uh, I listened to among, among many others. So it just felt, it just felt right. It's, it's a fairly traditional concept for the album. So I
0: thought I'd, keep the title in the same vein. I like it. Who else is in the band?
1: On the recording, it's Josh Morrison and Tom Farmer. um, And we've been playing together for a few years. The, the the dates, uh, the launch dates themselves actually have Dario Deleche, the bass player. He's been in London for a few years. Um, You know, Tom's a very busy guy doing lots of other things. So, but you know, I suppose it's it's quite common for a lot of us uh, to play with a pool of musicians. Um, there's a few drummers and a few bass players I, I regularly play with who all know the music and know the pad. And in fact, I'm playing tonight with Josh and Callum Gourlay, who uh,
0: has you know he knows all the music, and oh, it's nice.
1: To, it's nice to actually play with uh, a few different guys as well.
0: Yeah, totally Dan. Do you have anything to weigh in about this bass situation here?
1: Um well, <laughs> I was just gonna I was just thinking, do you need a sax player because um
0: <laughs> Rob is available every night. <laughs> 365 nights a year I am here and available. <laughs> uh
1: yes, yeah, we could yeah, we could turn, we could turn it into a, a quartet. Yeah, why not?
0: Do you know what? I've always wanted to release an album called The Art of the Tenor. Um, Because if Brad's doing them for trios, you know, then why can't I do them for saxophone? So um, There's a very good reason why you can't do that, Rob. (laughs) But who gets to decide that he's allowed to call it The Art of the Trio? Is there like a special board of, you know, jazz aficionados who... Someone like Alan Shipton can, uh, uh, you know give you permission to use intense names like that. <laughs> I
1: often wonder uh, who came up with these things, if it was him or if it was um, a producer in the background, you know, mm. like who, who makes these kind of decisions that the, the I mean, this album um, was, um, I've kind of done it all myself, uh, which is part of the reason it's taken so long, but I felt at the beginning that I wanted to, just to to be in control of everything and to to understand how all the steps work, you know, there's there's a lot there's a lot to it. That um, I mean, even even like deciding the name of the album, deciding the name name of songs, deciding the order of the songs, working out these funny ISRC codes or whatever they are to so it can be recognised online. There's so many things which basically I did all, all myself, and I think next time. Probably will try and get at least a producer involved to just to have another pair of ears and another set of ideas for for all these things, you know. Where did you record it? We did it at um, Red Gables, which is a, a studio in Greenford. Um, it's a beautiful Steinway piano, really old one. Um, and the engineer is this guy called Dick Hammett. Lots of guys have recorded there, so it's a good place.
0: Great. How long ago was the recording?
1: The recording was, I think, there was. Over, we did two days in early 2014, and I went back and did some solo stuff at the end of that year. Which, which of course, begs the question: Why is it taking so long? And, mm. and the answer is um, that I now have a, uh, I have two lovely boys: a two-year-old and a, and a two-month-old which kind of came right in the middle of the whole thing and Mm. um, slowed things down a little bit. Do you feel the music is still representing where you're at now having three years in between recording and release? I do. Yeah. I mean, of course a a lot's happened musically since then, but um, I mean, I still play a lot of the tunes and arrangements and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still into the same stuff. You know, not not a huge amount has changed mm. other than just my own experiences along the way. I'm sure, sure we're playing I'm sure we're playing some of the uh music tonight, I think. Um, yeah, do you want to play play a track now or a bit a clip, Rob? Oh yeah, I'm gonna play what, Corolla. Gonna... Corolla. Corolla. I know it's car it's Carlora. Carlora. Oh no! Carlora. <laughs> I can't Carlora. even
0: read. I've got one job to do Carlora. <laughs> What's that?
1: Carlora is uh, a word I made up. Um, it's a kind of tribute to my my parents and my slightly unusual heritage. My my mum is from um, she was born in Carlisle in the north, and her parents were both Scottish. And my my dad is from uh, a small place in um, in Baghdad called Dora. So if you put Carlisle and Dora together, you get Carlora. That was the Think you
0: oh, behind no. it, and I thought it was a nice-sounding word, you know. Yeah, sounds like a real word. I'm going <laughs> to decide a meaning for it. your influences for this music
1: um well all of the uh the great piano players uh of the of the past I suppose from um, beginning with with Art Tatum I guess Nat King Cole Ahmad Jamal um Phineas Newborn Oscar obviously um I had a big Bill Evans phase Herbie and then kind of went back to more, more bebop kind of stuff, uh, Barry Harris and Tommy Flanagan. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Um, but there's it, it's, it's funny, it, it, when I listen to it, especially my own tunes, I can kind of trace every musical idea back to some reference point. It's not necessarily lifted, but I know where I would have got that idea from. Have you written
0: all the tunes on the
1: album? No, there's, there's just four originals and, um,
0: seven standards, which I've done arrangements of. Oh, amazing. How did you decide on that balance of originals and standards?
1: I guess it was more like a a kind of snapshot of what I was playing at the time. I, I mean, I didn't want to do all originals because I wanted it to be a bit more accessible to, um. You know, most people don't don't know me outside of London. Um, so, and just they're just songs that I really like and just have played for a long time. And and you know, over time these arrangements develop, um, especially with the guys. Like I, I'm pretty sure, stomping at the Savoy. I don't think there was ever a chart for it. I think we just played it so much uh, with this kind of boogie woogie thing that that Tom doubled um, on the bass. And then, even in the studio, that that one in particular was kind of loose. We were trying a few different things, and then some of the other ones were really written out. Like, here's an exact part for everyone to play, and um, yeah, it was just fun, just just exploring the music and
0: seeing what could what could come out of it.
1: Should we play another track?
0: Oh yes, let's let's check out "Off the Latch." Is this one of the originals?
1: Yes. This is it's um, got latch in the name, Rob. I think that was a pretty obvious one. That's that's the clue. Yeah, that's yeah. The, uh, that was that was Farmer's <laughs> idea, actually. I was I was I wanted to have a kind of a new latch could be in there somewhere, mm-hmm. and um, I thought of a few things, and, and Tom came up with that. I think it's a pretty cool title. Definitely. So that's that's um, that's based on um, that tune uh, on a slow boat to China, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it kind of came out of just practicing it and um changing the key and kind of noodling around and the solo turns into an idea and then the idea you know i quickly record it i record a phrase on my phone and think what can i do with that and come back to it and eventually turned it into a song actually it went through a few keys uh before it finally landed in in d flat um and um yeah that's that one
0: How did you decide on Tom Farmer and Josh Morrison for the album?
1: Um, I think um, we've just been playing together so much. I first met Tom years ago. Um, I think he would finished the Guildhall and I was just starting the postgrad. And so we met through a few other musicians there. He was still around. He was still coming in and playing in some people's finals. So that was um maybe almost ten years ago, I guess, uh, maybe eight, nine years ago. And um I remember those first few plays we had in the Annex, um, trying out some you know just as 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 guys do in college, just playing tunes and stuff and getting to know each other. and then, uh at that time, Josh was in a slightly different scene, I suppose. Um, before he started uh, playing more with the straight ahead guys I guess
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and I think I met Josh through Nat Steel uh, or at least that was our first kind of few sessions we used to go around to Nat's place um, and um, just play all day you know it it, it all began quite a while ago and then lots of gigs and jams and
0: you know, sessions at each other's places. Josh and Tom have played together loads. That must be a a definite positive as well. I've seen them in a few bands together.
1: Yes, uh, yeah, I, I think they were playing together before I was playing with them both. Yeah, so they've got they've got a long history together, and it was nice to see them playing playing together. I saw a little clip on facebook of them playing at the the con recently playing rich turner's music Um, oh yeah
0: i went to that gig
1: right yeah it sounded great it sounded so good hearing all those i mean it's very it's very different music to 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 what i play so to hear both of them play that style is it's great it's really fun
0: yeah when's your album out so the question
1: the the i suppose the official kind of launch date is the 18th of september uh and that's the the, the gig at pizza right. express yeah. but it should be available uh from the beginning of september
0: to to kind of buy online through amazon and, and elsewhere oh nice so we can just well yeah that's easy isn't it you just type it in and then the album appears will it be on itunes as well
1: it should be on itunes and spotify uh, and all that stuff yeah and and I suppose that's one good thing about having a, a unique name.
0: Uh, hopefully, it'll be easy to find if you just look me up. <laughs> Sweet. Another track. There. Let's let's close it out with train hopping. Um, well, Gabriel, thanks so much for coming and telling us everything about introducing Gabriel Lachin Trio. It is out at the beginning of September with the launch gig at Pizza Express on the 18th of September of which there are tickets available now. Thank you for having me. Thanks for checking out the Jazz Podcast. We'll see you on Friday.